Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. I hope everybody's spring is going well and you guys have some sunshine. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we're usually covered in darkness and uh, rain. But today, on this day, which is what is today, is the day that I'm recording this is Wednesday, March 31st. It was like 70 degrees and sunny. And so finally, after my day at work, which ended up going close to, oh, let's see here. I get in at 7.30, get off usually around 5.30 if I'm lucky. It all depends on patience. Um, but I was able to get out of there by 5.15 and hightailed at home by 5.30. Was able to get my... Um, walking clothes on and get out the door and get a little bit of a walk before my online therapy appointment because yep I see a therapist no shame in that I've had so much going on I just need help to understand decisions that I'm making for myself or coping with things pertaining to my husband's death uh, or just regular general life things there's nothing wrong with getting help uh, mental health is so important that's what I'm saying, and I'm sticking to it. Infidelity. Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I asked her later why she didn't tell me she liked the kind of sex she had with him. She said it was novel for the first couple times, but she swore she didn't like what he was doing. I'm not sure I believed it. Why keep going back? I'm sure in hindsight she feels that way now, but I never got over the nagging doubt that she enjoyed the sex with him more than me. I also never got over the feeling that she looked back at what they did and with good memories. 
He was bigger than me, in better shape, younger, and the sex was new. I never got over that. Again, she swears she looks at it with disgust, but who knows? Why would she ever admit it? To hear the rest of this story and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. So before we get to today's story about Jessica, I wanted to share with you a message that I received from actually a Patreon subscriber. And I just got this a couple of days ago and asked if I could share his information. Well, not his information, but share his message that was sent as a private message with everybody. And he said, no problem. I did put an edited version of it on um, Facebook. So if you're a Facebook follower, you may have read it. Um, But he just subscribed this month to Patreon. And this is what he said. Hi, I can't say enough how much I love your show. I don't understand how you don't have more subscribers to Patreon. Coming in, I just knew you would have had at least 10,000 subscribers, and to know I was in the first 50 makes me feel special because the normal listeners don't know what they are missing. The content is so addicting that $3 a month you request doesn't feel like a good deal but a giveaway. I have many questions for you, but my main one at this time is, if you had more Patreon subscribers, would that allow you to play more episodes weekly? I know you mention a lot goes into these stories, and sometimes you present the story five months after it was submitted, but can we get an extra episode a week? LOL. All jokes aside, I wanted to let you know I'm a huge fan, and I'm excited for what this podcast has to offer in the future. My condolences go out to you as well for the loss of your husband. I hope you stay safe and best of luck to you and your family. I responded as this. You have no idea how I needed to hear you say what you said today. I appreciate your kind words so much and your support. I do charge only $3 just because I want people to have the opportunity to afford to listen. I know $3 isn't much in the grand scheme of things, and perhaps one day I will increase it. As far as the content, yes, of course, if I had 10,000 subscribers at $3 a person, I would certainly not have to be working full-time and could probably get more stories because I would have a bigger audience. But if I were to step it up and do more, I wouldn't have as much content to stretch over time. So as I grow and I get more opportunities, then yes, potentially I could be able to do weekly ones instead of bi-weekly. Right now, I record six episodes a month, two of the raw truth and stories from the female side, two of the ponder, and then two go on Patreon. That's quite a bit. And a side note, as I'm reading this, I had so many typos in that. I am impressed he could even understand what I was trying to say. (laughs) Hmm. 
But again, depending on how things grow will depend on opportunities that might come my way. I really sincerely appreciate everything you said and appreciate your support and your feedback. With your permission, I would like to share your message anonymously on my Facebook as well as the testimonial type of reading on an upcoming episode. I want to make sure you do get credit because I do thank you and of course you will be anonymous. No judgment, Rebecca. And then he replied back, absolutely, you can use that message. I am honored to you feel that way. And it's just an honest reaction to your amazing podcast. When I say one more episode a week, that is just me speaking as a fan and us fans always selfishly want more. I sincerely appreciate the six episodes you do give us monthly. I'm relatively new to your podcast, but I was able to binge all of your episodes only while working my night shifts in a span of less than two months. For those that have been your listeners since the beginning, I admire their patience going week to week, waiting for your next episode, because I could not imagine. It was hard for me to wait on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure, especially since you have ranked in the top 50 podcasts list, that you get at least 10,000 listeners across the platforms of Spotify, Apple Music, etc. on a monthly basis. If you didn't, that would shock me. Of those listeners, it baffles me how many, oh, excuse me, it baffles me how more do not contribute to the cause. You are not pushy about it. You are not asking for a lot. So that is why I was led to join Patreon to show you my appreciation for what you do. Thank you as well for your response to my message, as it is rare to get a real interaction from the creator of a podcast. You can look forward to my continued support. And my reply back to him, I love that you binged this. I have been streaming since October of 2019. It's still considered young and I grow each day. I do not have near 10,000 listeners on the free platforms. My guess is a thousand or so, but I have faith it will continue to grow. I look forward to your story and your continued support. It means more than words can say. I am hoping the more reviews and ratings I get from Apple listeners, as well as those who share it on social media, which considering the topic will be challenging for most, that people will find me and know that the show is here to help. As time allows, I am needing to complete my training so I can start working as an infidelity recovery coach, taking this a step further to help more. Thank you. So that was just amazing. And I really, really, really appreciate everything he said. And, um, you know, I, I, that's a testimonial from somebody who's listening to the Patreon stories and knowing that there's a little bit of extra there. And it's a different side of things. It's the male side of what they went through when the women were unfaithful. So it's, you know, it, it still feeds into the female infidelity purpose. But it's good to always look at both sides. So On that note, let's get started with today's story. This is from Jessica. Um, She did send it to me back in September. And to kind of answer the question of when he was saying five months later, um, I do, I get the the stories and I put them in order of when I got them. And I usually like to have several stories um, in line kind of as a buffer, because I don't want to be panicking and stressed that I don't have a story to provide for the next week. So I'm pleased with having so many that I can stack them up. But I'm always accepting new stories. Um, We have a good handful right now still coming up, but still I'm waiting for new ones. And I love it when I get a new one. It just means so much. So um, all right, back to Jessica's story. 
I am a child of divorce and a tumultuous upbringing that included several moves across state lines and the remarriage of both of my parents. My dad remarried twice. I am an only child, sensitive growing up, but otherwise a happy childhood. No abuse or trauma other than divorce. I feel like I've always been a real sexual person, starting in puberty, and always craved attention and affection from guys. I actually always wanted to be a therapist, a goal which I have achieved. Not sure I knew what I wanted in terms of a relationship. I didn't have the healthiest relationships modeled for me. I was always kind of torn between wanting the security of a relationship and health safety of monogamy and wanting more adventure in my life. I was always interested in sex, but fairly conservative. I would say I lost my virginity a little later than most of my friends. I was 16 and a junior in high school. Once I was in college, I was more active sexually, but was also really concerned about STDs and AIDS. I graduated high school in 96, the time before any treatment for HIV AIDS. I never caught an STD and would enjoy kissing and other types of sexual activity without always having intercourse. I met my partner through friends. I remember distinctly in my late 20s, tired of the dating game and wanting to settle down, but also promising myself if I didn't find a committed partner, I would be true to myself and stay single until I found someone who wanted to commit. I had just ended a relationship with a barber and I was invited to dinner with my friend Cassie and her boyfriend at the time, Donnie. My husband, Ben, was a friend of Donnie's. He was head over heels for me and wanted to wait to have sex for several months so that sex wouldn't mess it up, but I wanted it sooner. We dated for a year before we got engaged and then got married nine months after that. Our sex life was pretty good. Not as frequent as I would have liked to have, but it was good when we had it. After our daughter was born, things changed. I felt like I was ready to grow up, and he wasn't. He still wanted to party and also had little interest in sex. One night when our daughter was almost a year old, he stayed up until the middle of the night outside drinking and I discovered he'd been sexy texting with one of his exes. This betrayal devastated me, but I couldn't bear to leave him or kick him out being a child of divorce. Also, I needed help caring for our daughter as a working mom and there was also the financial aspect but I was hurt and sad for a long time. Things started to change for me when I left my job. I was burnt out. It was about two years ago and studied to get my yoga teacher training. I started being able to focus on me and my daughter was starting elementary school. I got clearer about what I wanted my life to look and feel like. My husband and I are good partners for our daughter, but it wasn't a secret I wasn't happy in the marriage, and we'd had several conversations prior to the COVID shutdown about divorce. The first emotional affair I had started in around May of 2019, when a high school friend, Billy, reached out via social media and complimented me on the way I looked. He was an ex-boyfriend that moved away suddenly my senior year of high school. He lives in Utah, and I had an opportunity to attend a conference there in September of last year. 
We got together, but I couldn't go through with intercourse. We had a fun weekend together, though, and it was decided I wanted to leave. I was attracted to him, and we just had that one weekend together. I was ready, though, to make the change in my life, but when I came back from Utah, I was unaware of how the details would work out. Since Billy wasn't encouraging me, we actually fell out of frequent contact quite quickly. I started to feel attractive again, and this was a big part of it, especially after having a baby. I had my daughter at age 35, so my body didn't bounce back for a while and after a lot of work. I wasn't paranoid about my husband finding out. Actually, my husband told me early if I ever cheated on him, he wouldn't want to know and even said the words more than once. Do what you want to do, just don't leave. I confided in several trusted friends about all of this. Their reactions varied, but my friends were supportive and understood how unhappy I'd been. Well, that affair was just the tip of the iceberg. Around the end of January, I joined Ashley Madison after two friends on the same day offhandedly commented about wanting to join the site because of their own unhappiness in their marriage. Two separate conversations, by the way. I considered this a sign from the universe and hopped on. One of the two friends who lives in another state also joined the site. The first guy I had intercourse with was a one-time thing. The second guy was casual, but we had sex several times. I had multiple other meetups with guys where there may have been some making out or digital penetration. I gave one guy a hand job. It was fun. The men I met there were all really nice and respectful. The first guy and I gradually stopped reaching out. He had very little time free and he had two young children and a demanding job and seemed scared of his wife. He didn't have time for me, which was not what I was looking for. I found several men on the side who were unmarried and I preferred their company. I felt a smidge guilty after the first affair that resulted in penetration, but that subsided. I kind of got what I was looking for. I made some new friends, some of which I will keep in touch with and maybe hook up with again. Due to COVID, my husband and I are still living together and working together for our daughter. I just started an excellent new job in July and he has always worked from home with lots of flexibility so he can help her with her virtual learning, which I'm thankful for. I have been fortunate. I've gained some confidence and idea of what I want in the next partner and visions of a future while keeping my relationship with my spouse positive. I'm very fortunate and I realize as I write this. I'm thankful we can provide our daughter in an intact family unit for the time being. When looking back, I feel I really should have left the marriage when he cheated on me, I think. Start over sooner. I wasn't strong enough, but I'm getting stronger, ready to build the future and life of my dreams with a compatible partner, partners or no partner. I have what it takes to make myself happy and create a beautiful life. I feel I am at peace with my affairs and I'm not forcing anything in my life right now, but if the opportunity arises, I would do it again. I am in no way qualified to give anyone advice about infidelity, but I would certainly listen to other women's stories and support them in their decisions. Thank you, Jessica, for sending that in. I really appreciate the fact that 
You just pretty much said exactly what you were feeling. You weren't pussyfooting around the subject or anything. You were like, this is what it was. This is how I felt. This is what I'm doing. And I just am doing what I'm doing. And I think um, personally, even though I don't know you, I can tell you are a very, very strong person, a very strong, willing woman um, who knows what she wants in life and is going to work to achieve that. Um, You know, on the infidelity side of it, I know right now with COVID and everything, it's, it's difficult, but I hope that you and him are able to come to some resolution so that you can move on with your life uh, to be with, like you said, one person or multiple people or, you know, live the life that you want to live for yourself. Um, And I've said this on previous episodes, and I say it even about myself, we only live once. And sometimes people might come across sinking or saying like, I think I said the word sinking instead of saying and thinking. Great. Um, But people might think, well, you made a commitment, you need to stick with it. Well, I think we all go in with those best intentions to marriages and relationships. We don't go in with the thought of, oh, if it doesn't work, I'll just cheat on him or cheat on her. No, something is usually not right in the relationship. And women tend to uh, step out of their relationships because of uh, lack of emotional support. Um, Yes, sex is a factor. um, But for women, sex is also very emotional. And I think for men, there are men that do have that. But I think statistically, and this is in my opinion, and from stories and things that I've been working on and just studying and all of that, that, you know, men can kind of just hit it and walk away, where when we have sex with a man, it's harder for us just to forget about it and walk away. Um, And I can tell with you that you really were missing your husband there at the beginning, and you felt like he's just not who he you're he's not who you thought he was and things started to change so I know I'm going on and on and on um thank you again for for sending this in I really appreciate it I wish you happiness um you know as your daughter grows she's gonna appreciate the fact that your her mom didn't you know just stay in a marriage unhappy just because she felt she had no other choice but the fact that you are a a very 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 strong woman and you're going to be in a good place when you're able to achieve what it is you're looking for and get out of your marriage you'll be able to move on and find that right relationship like you said either with yourself or with somebody else so I'm thinking about you I wish you the best I would love a follow-up down the road about where you are, where things have landed now that COVID is kind of going away and things are changing. So um, keep in touch, please. Thanks again, Jessica. And thank all of you so much for subscribing and listening to these episodes, to these stories. I know a lot of you can relate to them. And I know a lot of you feel comfort knowing that the things you are feeling and going through in your own private life, that you are not alone, that there are other people out there who can understand and give support. I always say I don't condone the behavior. I don't. I don't condone my own cheating in the past. But it happened. And it's going to continue to happen with people all over. We're only human. 
um, my goal here is just to 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 be a support system because it's so complex when we get ourselves in a situation where we're cheating and there's nobody to talk to, but we are here. We're all here for each other. And for those that are listening and disagree, no one's forcing you to listen. You can turn it off at any time, but I want to continue to be here for these people that need it. So if you have a story you would like to share, send me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Go to my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. You can pick up your story guide to follow. It's an outline type of a thing so that you can um, go from start to finish with your story. It just kind of helps because a lot of people get stuck and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Well, it's to help kind of with that. You can keep me on the top 50 countdown. Well, I'm not on it for March and I don't think I'll be on it for April, but, um, you know, go there, vote for me. That would be awesome. I would appreciate it. Um, you can send me an, a message from the website and my merch. I had some orders come through and if you're listening and you didn't get your order right away, they did something different to where before where it would just go straight through. No, it comes to me and I had to approve it but I didn't know that that's something that changed. So for those of you who ordered back in February and early March, they are on their way. Um, I just looked that up yesterday, I believe. So they should be there soon. And I don't want to call out names, but I know um, a few of you, I think one gal's out in Georgia. Um, it should be coming soon. It should be there soon. Um, but you can go to the merch store and order your own coffee mug or a mask or whatever you'd like. Or a journal. Journals are good. So. But until next time, let's see here. Next week, I think our next topic is going to be feedback on Nadine's story. Um, that was a two-parter and I had a lot of people giving me feedback. So we're going to kind of talk about that and thoughts in regards to her story, uh, her own feedback from her own story and as well. So that'll be on our next Ponder episode one week from when this uh, streams. So until next time, always remember, be kind to one another, love one another, be helpful, and no judgment. Goodbye.